welcome to Virtually Unbreakable, where we inspire you to live happier and more fulfilling lives. My name is Ella and I'm your host. Today's topic is how to have difficult conversations. I am pleased to have you here today, so sit back, relax and enjoy this episode. So today we are talking about difficult conversations. How to have difficult conversation. And to each one of you, this probably means something else. To some of you, a difficult conversation might be a political debate, a conversation about race, sexuality, parenting, teenage children, work-life balance, or a conversation about marriage religion, mental health, money, prices going up, or conflict in the family. Throughout history, people have disagreed with each other about all these topics. It was often the religion and the politics and social injustice and what is permitted and what is forbidden, what should be a taboo and what should be legislated by the law versus what should be determined individually. There are a number of different tools that, of course, can help us through difficult conversations effectively. And in today's podcast, we will outline some common difficult conversations and describe what makes them challenging and offer advice on how to manage them. And one of the very important aspects of all relationships and relational intelligence is that how to have those difficult conversations. How do we break up with someone? How do we tell someone we can't, they can't continue working here? Um, how do we give feedback? How do we make ourselves vulnerable? How do we bring out the vulnerability in others? as we have a difficult conversation with them. And difficult conversations sometimes are defined by topic, but not always. So what is it that we need to be talking about or what is more significant and more challenging about them and why we are so often reluctant and avoidant is the feeling that these conversations will bring up certain emotions in us, right? Emotions such as hurt, pain, anger, disappointment or frustration or hopelessness. And before we dive deep in the topic, I would like to ask you to just write down on the piece of paper the last difficult conversation that you remember you had or one that you need to have. What is it? Why is it difficult? What makes it difficult for you? What's a difficult conversation that you need to have with yourself? And what is the obstacle? What stands in the way? What am I intensely aware of? when I'm about to have a difficult conversation. Perhaps we can start now with discussing 
how to communicate in the midst of all this. Some of the people, you know, we all know, the way they communicate in difficult conversations is that they start from saying the positive things first. And this hardly works for anybody because whenever we start with a positive thing first, the other person always knows that the negative news will follow and they are waiting and this person is waiting for that to happen. So I'm sure you've heard the uh, the term um, about the, the sa- feedback sandwich, right? That's positive news, sharing the positive news, sharing the not so positive news or the criticism and then finishing off with the positive news. That usually doesn't work. It's because the person knows what's coming next. The other one is to say to the other person how hard it is for you to have this conversation. And that usually helps in building connection and empathy with the other person. For example, you can say something along the lines, this is not just difficult for you, this is also difficult for me. I wish I wouldn't have to have this conversation, but out of respect for you, I'm going to have to do it in the best way possible. And that is probably the most important thing to say when when discussing difficult topics with people. And usually they may believe you or they may not, regardless Regardless of this, it's important to let the other person know how you feel about that, how you feel about speaking to them. And the next thing to say is, I've been on your side. I've been on the other side. What I'm about to do is really difficult because I remember vividly when someone else had that type of conversation with me. So let the other person know that you're not insensitive to why, to what might be happening to them. And there is an interesting fact that states that there's one piece of research that when people need to have difficult conversations, if they actually have the hand on the other person, or if they have the hand of the other person on them, on their knee, on their shoulder, what it does, it calms the nervous system and it allows people to have difficult conversation in a way that is more regulated. So that prevents us from getting very anxious, very agitated, very angry or very emotional. So it might be something you want to try next time when you're about to have a difficult conversation with someone. Try to gently put your hand on their arm and empathize with them and tell them that you have been on their side and you can imagine how difficult it is. And another thing um, to add might be that you want to say, this is not our only conversation. If you deliver tough news to the other person, it's good to let them know that you are happy to continue this conversation in a couple of days' time if this is something they want to do. Difficult conversations are often not a one-time conversation. 
Sometimes they need to be continued. And make sure you mention that you are happy to do so. Another one, seeing the positive things first isn't just in order to be nice, but it creates a context too. And that enables you and the other person to listen more openly to what comes next. So sometimes starting off by saying something positive might be a nice way of giving context of what is it that you're going to be discussing. And remember to communicate conscientiously. So say the positive bits first, acknowledge that it's a difficult conversation, add that you've been on their side, combine verbal with positive and mindful tone and body language. If it's appropriate, engage in that physical touch and let them know that you're happy to continue talking about this if it's something they do want as well. Sometimes, you know, um, the reason we want to have a difficult conversation with someone, whether it's a, in a relationship context or, uh, or professionally, is to give them negative feedback, to say something critical. On the criticism front or on the feedback front, they are major differences at this moment. So in different countries and different cultures, there's different ways of giving feedback. And because of that, you will have a different sense uh, as to what will push someone over the edge. Let's say that. So um, before you give feedback, you already have some sense of who this person is and that you are giving the feed who you're giving the feedback to and what are the cultural differences between them so you need to look at the context you've watched this person let's say in interaction with others and you have a sense of what you're going to be discussing if you're too gentle they might think you're not telling the truth they might not take you too seriously. If you're too harsh, they might think that you are unfairly critical of them. So what that means? That means that the feedback is also defined by the person you're giving the feedback to, not just your own norms, okay? And remember that you can't control the response, but you can shape it. So one of the things that make conversation difficult is how we anticipate the reaction of the other person. One part is that uh, I have to say what I'm going to do to you, but the other one is what you may say or do to me. So classical challenge of difficult conversation is I know in advance that once I'm going to talk to this person, they are going to react to me defensively. And defensiveness can be a very difficult nut to crack for many of us. But that gives us a little bit of a preparation in advance, right? 
What you really want is to separate the distinction between criticizing something a person has done and being critical of the person altogether. And this is the same for ourselves. We can have critical thinking about our work without having to launch into a self-criticism about the person we are, for example. And that is a fundamental distinction in feedback. And what you will notice is that some people, even when you do that because of how they grew up and how they were treated, it's very difficult for them to make that distinction. They cannot not personalize the commentary. They make it all about them and not about what they might have done. So, of course, it's very difficult to speak to people like that. And in situations like this, the best thing you can do is so say something along the lines of, listen, I know it's hard for you to hear it. This might not be what you have anticipated, but I feel like I would not be respectful and caring if I didn't say that to you right now. And I also hope that you see the well-meaning I bring to this. And while I say this to you, I have sat with people where I said exactly that and I thought I was being caring and warm and concerned, but they did not see any of it. They saw me in the prosecutor role and they saw themselves in a victim role. But regardless of that, don't avoid difficult conversations in life. And they need to take place. We need to air our differences and we need to have them. We need to bring them to life. Have those conversations, but be realistic and humble so that you understand the difference between shaping the outcome of an interaction and controlling the outcome of an interaction. And you shape it by doing your part. And what you did was the thing, was the right thing to do. But that does not mean that you can determine how the other person will respond in the end. You can just try your best in giving your feedback or your news in the most gentle way possible. So you can shape the outcome of a situation, but you cannot control it. We've just talked about the difficult conversations that are about things I need to say to you. But there are also difficult conversations about the things that I want to say about myself. Conversations that reveal something challenging, something painful, something conflictual. Internal conversations, conversations we need to have with ourselves that make us very vulnerable and we don't know how to go about it. Often the questions that might spring to mind here is, will it push you away if I bring this to you? Will it push me away? Will it make you look down on me? Or perhaps will it make you judgmental of me? There are conversations that bring out vulnerability 
and demand courage. And those are very precious, difficult conversations that we also have to have. They need to be included. Sometimes some questions that might help you prepare for this type of event is if we say, why do I want to say this to you? What do I hope will happen when I say this to you? How do I wish you respond to me when I say this to you? And what would happen if I did not say this? And try to ask yourself those questions in advance before having a difficult conversation with your partner, with your boss, with your parent, with your child. Sometimes you want to share something, but if you're not going to get a caring response and you only going to be pushed down or accused of the very thing that you've just revealed that was so vulnerable, you might wonder what is the point. And, and so many of us experience trauma early in our life and, and it's not about the event that we experience, is the fact that we experience that in the context that lacked empathic responses. And the empathy that we spoke about in the previous episode is the essential piece to having difficult conversations. And many people have stories where they revealed very painful personal things to those who needed to care for them and got no response. You have got to think about that when you want to bring something deeply personal to someone. So in summary, let's remember that a difficult conversation is that difficult. We can't expect an uncomfortable conversation to be easy just because we are doing it mindfully. Consider generational cultural context between you and the other person or you and the other people. Remember that you can't control the reaction, but you can do your best in shaping it. Ask the other question, ask the other person what they would like to get out of the conversation and be clear about your own goal. And it's, it's important to stay curious in all this. So instead of coming to someone um, with a judgmental, perhaps patronizing, highly loaded voice, it's important to break the news gently and position yourself in a way that tells them that you have been on their side and you can imagine how they're feeling and be curious about their reaction instead of agreeing or disagreeing with them. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did enjoy it, why not subscribe? or leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I would love to hear from you and see what you think about our content. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. The link is below in the show notes. If you would like to get more tips on self-growth, 
confidence or relationships, subscribe to our newsletter. The link is included below in the description. See you in the next episode of Virtually Unbreakable, delivered next week on Wednesday.